Hi everyone, I am Chrissy Bakke. I'm the hippie Christian who cares. And I called my podcast this because I care about people, but also who cares what I have to say. And lately, I have really been kind of feeling like who cares and a little bit overwhelmed and a little bit underwhelmed um, and just struggling to come up with the energy to start something new or any of the non-resolutions that I didn't make but thought about making. So what's worse, committing to some New Year's resolutions and not doing them or not committing and thinking about them and still not doing them? All I'm saying is I feel like a little bit like Ecclesiastes and I think there's a solution in here somewhere. Stick with me as we talk about how life is kind of meaningless. Well, if that didn't sound like Debbie Downer, I don't know what did. I really don't fully believe that life is meaningless. But if you go to Ecclesiastes in the Bible, it is a book that was written by Solomon, and it is, um, it says no time period or writer's name is mentioned in the book, but several passages strongly suggest that King Solomon is the author. So I guess that's what has always been in my mind, but it's always good to read those introductions in your Bible because people have done a lot of research on this stuff. So they think that it's King Solomon. And if you remember King Solomon at a young age, God says, ask for anything and I will give it to you. And he asks for wisdom. God not only gives him wisdom, but he also gives him everything he could imagine. And so Solomon is rich both in wisdom and in actual physical and financial situations. Um, and yet, the very first book of, or the very first chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes is titled, Everything is Meaningless. Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher. Utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. And it just goes on and on to talk about you know, you work all your life and then you die and all your work and all the, um, you know, all the reaping of your sowing goes to other people. Like, how ridiculous is that? Um, and then he continues to talk about how even like wisdom is meaningless. It's not like anything goes, comes about it. Um, you know, doing fun things are meaningless. And then there's a little bit of a twist that says um, that man can do nothing better than to eat and drink and find satisfaction in his work, which I mean, which I think he is, means, you know, the work that you do, our work in life. This too, I see is from the hand of God for without him, 
who can eat or find enjoyment. To the man who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. But to the sinner, he gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth to hand it over to the one who pleases God. This too is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. And then it goes into the whole chapter three, a time for everything. And do you remember the birds um, to everything, turn, turn, turn. I know, I'm singing, right? It's ridiculous. But that song, Turn, 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 by the birds, is really by King Solomon, because it comes right out from the Bible. There is a time for everything, and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be, to be born, and a time to die. A time to plant, and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. What does the worker gain from his toil? I've seen the burden God has laid on men. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also, he has also set eternity in the hearts of men. <clears throat> Yet they cannot fathom what God has done from the beginning to end. I know there is nothing better for men than to be happy and do good while they live. That everyone may eat, drink, and find satisfaction in all his toil. This is a gift from God. I know everything. I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it so that men will revere him. And it goes on and on and it then it kind of, you know, ebbs and flows into the whole, you know, life is meaningless and, you know, I've searched for all these things. But the, but a time for everything is so true. And it was interesting because when I was reading it and looking at the things that I had highlighted when I got to verse three and it said a time to kill, I was thinking, when, when is that time? And also, as I was pondering the podcast for today, yeah, um, Monday was Martin Luther King Jr. Day and so many amazing quotes from him. And then it reminded me of the movie, A Time to Kill. And spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the movie and you're going to watch it, and it's an old movie, so I'm not really spoiler alerting anything, but if you are and you don't want the end to be semi-wrecked for you, then um, just skip ahead. But the movie's called A Time to Kill because a, a black man kills this horrible human white supremacist who has brutally 
killed and raped his daughter, little tiny girl, and it's horrific. And so he is being defended by a white man, um, Matthew McConaughey. It's got to be his greatest role. And he lays out the whole story and then says to the jury, now imagine she's white. And it is an epic point in the whole movie. And when I saw A Time to Kill, I thought of that movie. And it also made me think of a time to be silent and a time to speak and a time to love and a time to hate. Evil must be dealt with and it must be dealt with at the hands of God. And it, it's up to us, though, to pray for people when there is injustice. And it is up to us to speak out and to acknowledge and to do all the right things. That's a sidebar to New Year's resolutions. But all of this just has made me think are New Year's resolutions and the resolutions we put out there for a for the right purpose, for God's purpose. My New Year's resolutions have gone from getting healthier, doing more exercise. These are ones I thought about. I didn't write any of them down. I didn't commit to any of them. This is what continues to go through my head though. Eating right, exercising, super cliche, right? Um, making time for God um, through devotion and prayer and Bible reading. That one I probably got a little bit more serious with, but still am failing on that. I also wanted to get more organized. I want to um, downsize things. I want to not look like a hoarder. I and it's and with the exception of investing time into spiritual exercise, the rest I go from wanting but also thinking why why am I doing all the things that the world tells me to do? If I invest in myself and God spiritually, he's going to get me in the right direction. I, and I feel like he has me in this valley of confusion, so to speak, because I'm not paying attention to his voice. I'm paying attention to my own. If you have made resolutions, I'm not ripping on you. I'm not. And yours might be extremely valid and awesome and great. I'm checking myself. And in so doing, you know, just putting it out there to say, hey, where are you at with these things? And are we doing the things we do for the right reasons? 
interestingly enough, I was like, you know, all right, God, where are you going with this? Where are you going with this whole podcast and, and what we, what I should be talking about and what's next, you know, what do you want me to do? One resolution that I definitely need to have is creating a new commercial for Anchor, but I haven't yet. So listen to this one and let me tell you where the next step was in this whole resolution making thing. So as I go from Ecclesiastes to the New Testament, which is where you find human Jesus, because Jesus, who is God, is throughout the whole entire Bible, but human Jesus, 100% man, 100% God, shows up in the New Testament, and typically I would go to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels, right? Because that's where the life of Christ and all that he said is written. But for some reason, God sends me to Romans. And I have lots and lots of highlights in Romans. And all of a sudden, these are things that stuck out to me as potential new resolutions. First and foremost, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So when we don't measure ourselves to the world and don't try to conform to what the world says we should do for resolutions, and again, remember, if you have resolutions, I'm not saying that they're bad, Be transformed by renewing your mind in Christ. You will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing, perfect will. Along with that, in Romans 12, beginning in verse 9, it says, Love must be sincere, hate what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in brotherly love, honor another. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn who mourn, wow, mourn with those who mourn, live in harmony with one another, do not be proud, but be willing to associate, associate with people of low position, do not be conceited. Well, there's quite a list of resolutions, am I right? Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. This is verse 17. Do not repay. It starts with do not repay anyone evil for evil. It's just a probably a good plan to stay away from evil, period, right? Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. 
If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. Verse 21, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I go to um, Romans 13, 14. Clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Accept him whose faith is, this is 14, by the way, accept him whose faith is weak without passing judgment on disputable matters. Yeah, that one God is pointing right to me on because I like to get into biblical debates with people. And the long, for the longest time, I wanted to just be like, yeah, I know my Bible. I think I'm so cool. And this is what I think it means. And maybe you're wrong and I'm right. What about that? And now I have felt God telling me, you don't have to be right. You're not right. I'm right, period. End of sentence. Um, Accept him whose faith is weak without passing judgment on disputable matters all there is to it, right? Therefore, this is um, verse 13. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in your brother's way. This one I think is interesting, verse 17, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. We put more focus on, I put more focus on my eating and drinking. I don't drink, but like thinking about, do is it okay to drink Diet Coke? Can I drink Crystal Light? There's so much like um, preservatives in them. Do I drink too much caffeine? Blah, 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 right? You put so much on what you eat and drink. What if we put that same amount of effort into righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit? Therefore, verse 19, let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and mutual edification. It also talks about it's better not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything else that will cause your brother to fail. So whatever you believe about these things, keep doing yourself in God. Sometimes we are so ready to say, this is how I got through this. This is how I lost weight. This is how I plucked my eyebrows. I don't really pluck my eyebrows. <laughs> I just have like super light ones and just they're not anywhere near like Frida Kahlo. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of weird that way. For the kingdom of God, verse 17 is not a matter of eating and drinking, but instead righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Spirit. I think I already said that. Sorry about that. Um, each of us should please his neighbor for his good to build him up. And then it says in 15.4, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance and encouragement, of the scriptures, we might have hope. Like, there you go. Shouldn't those be our resolutions? And I'm not saying that I shouldn't lose possibly 30 pounds. But that's 
nowhere, nowhere in the Bible is it telling us that that's what's important to him. It tells us to take care of our bodies. It tells us to treat our bodies like the temple of the Holy Spirit. And it's clearly saying the things that are important on focusing is giving, giving God the proper worship and devotion and prayer and communication and time. And in so doing, seeking him first, that all the other things will be added to us. One suggestion that I have is test our resolutions against all these Romans resolutions. Are we doing the things that we want to do? Um, lose some weight, organize your house, downsize, things like the ones that I listed that, you know, are mine that pretty much conform to the pattern of this world. But am I doing those to conform to the pattern of the world? Or am I doing those to give glory to God, to take care of the body that I have, to give glory to God, to give away things that I'm not using so that it helps my brothers and sisters in Christ? You know, am I doing the right things? And I'll be honest, not always. There's a class reunion coming up and how many people are like, oh, I probably should lose weight so I look good. Are you doing that to please your classmates or do you do it to please God? And so I think you need to focus on that. You know, um, my friend Paul and I are on the yearbook committee for the class reunion. It's the 40th. I don't even feel like I'm 40 years old. I also, in saying all these and in looking at some of the Romans stuff, um, I don't know if you, I've ever shouted out my sister Susie before, but if I haven't, this will be an exciting moment because she's very good at not conforming to the world. She is her own person and has taken her own path on so many different things and just always embraces everybody she meets. Um, she works in retail and there's no, nobody is a stranger and everybody's a friend. And there's sometimes she even gets her phone out and takes a selfie with somebody she hasn't even met before. And it's amazing. And those are the things that God wants us to do. Like God wants us to be who we are, to be our best self. There was a pretty cool post um, that I did for my work Instagram. And I only brag on that, not because I think I'm cool, because... Whoa, sorry. All of a sudden, I just hit the real button instead of what I wanted to. Um, anyways, no, because it's a Martin Luther King Jr. That's when technology just goes right to hell while you're on a podcast, right? But we all know I'm a haphazard podcaster, and you all love me anyways. Thank you for that, Bob. Thank you for your kind words, on unity. And oh my gosh, everybody who listened, 
that had a connection with that unity, that was God working. Wow, it was awesome. But this is where I'm going with this. Martin Luther King Jr. said, be a bush if you can't be a tree. If you can't be a highway, just be a trail. If you can't be a sun, be a star. For it isn't by size that you win or fail. Be the best of whatever you are. And we do that with the help of God. So friends, I hope this has encouraged you and not discouraged you. I hope you keep your resolutions and match them to how they honor God and how you will use them to honor God. I hope you're extremely successful in this year 2023 of our Lord. And I'm going to leave you with um, another verse from Romans. I'm calling it Romans Resolutions, by the way. And um, give you this verse as a blessing for 2023. Romans 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Have a wonderful day and keep coming back. Thank you.